Yo, what's really good? It's your boy Jack Spade. You've tuned into another episode of Hey Jack Spade. On this episode, we're going to talk about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so go ahead, uh, kick your feet up, run on the treadmill, drive in your car, whatever you do when you listen, go ahead and do that. Uh, but make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. All right, we here. Let's go. All right, so... 2018-2019 NBA season started off with one of the most, um, I'd say, celebrated and hated players of our time, taking his talents out west. Now, as you all know, I am a huge, huge LeBron James fan, uh, but when he went out west, uh, I knew some pieces had to fall in place. Uh, I've been I've been campaigning for uh, a one Carmelo Anthony to join him out west. As at this point, that has not happened, and that probably will not happen. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, when LeBron joined them, as their roster was previously constructed, they were missing. A lot of players might, a lot of people might identify it as star power. Um, and, and that's true. They don't have a solidified, bona fide star. They have a lot of players with a lot of talent. They bring in some, uh, some veterans on some one-year deals. Your Rondo, your Rajon Rondo, your, your Lance, you can make him dance, Stevenson, your JaVale McGee's, um, Michael Beasley, and then they made a trade uh, and acquired uh, Chain, uh, excuse me, uh, Tyson Chandler, uh, which eh, wasn't a, a huge signing, but at the time it seemed like uh, a good move. Uh, but Tyson really didn't pan out. Uh, a lot of people at this point in the season. Um, are counting the Lakers out for the playoffs, and rightfully so. They have like a um, a 0.019% chance of making the playoffs or something of that nature. And um, the Lakers have put themselves behind the eight ball. Uh, LeBron's numbers this season have been right on point with with some of the the best players in the league. Uh, He's broken a lot of records uh, he currently is the only player in NBA history to be in the top 10 in points and assists which is an incredibly uh, amazing feat in itself uh, once again that highlights the kind of player he is he is a, uh, a very unselfish uh, make the right play teammate and he is a, a dominant scorer when he needs to be um, I think at this point in the season, that's all he's going to push for. Is if he, if they don't have a chance of making the playoffs, I think that he just goes out there and tries to score as many points as he can to continue to add to his legacy. Um, 
at the All-Star break, it seems like the Lakers might be the new home for one Anthony Davis. Uh, that did not come to fruition. Pelicans were definitely uh, playing the game on this one. Uh, they have a lot of suitors for Anthony Davis. Uh, and we'll discuss that on another podcast. Uh, but Anthony Davis did not, uh, was not traded to Los Angeles. And Los Angeles, rightfully so, was willing to give up everything for Anthony Davis. And a lot of people, uh, you hear a lot of moans and groans about, wow, how, how can you give up on such young talent, so many guys for one piece. Have you not seen Anthony Davis play? Have you not watched any games? The guy is a supremely talented player on both ends of the court. He reminds me of a less aggressive uh, KG, Kevin Garnett. Um, in the way that he's, he's built and the way that he scores. Uh, I think Kevin Garnett was a better rebounder and probably defender. Um, and the stats will probably back that up. But I think Anthony Davis offensively, he, he's the complete package for a, a post player in this era. Uh, he can't handle the ball. He can't shoot. Uh, he, he runs the floor. He can pick and roll. He can jump out the gym. Uh, yeah, so... Imagine pairing that up with LeBron James. And I don't think LeBron's played with a, a, a power forward quite like Anthony Davis. Uh, someone who's that athletic, uh, that whose offensive game is that fluid and can be on the ball or off the ball defensively and still make, uh, create problems. Uh, supremely talented player in the game, uh, which is why the Lakers were willing to give up I think at last reported, it was Kyle Kuzma, uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, I think they threw in Zubak and some other guy, right? They, they were they were they were all in on making this deal happen, which you can't blame them. That's what you should do when you, there's a talented player available. Uh, but Pelicans didn't pull the trigger. And the Lakers got stuck waiting for that date that never showed. Uh, now, a lot of Lakers players took offense to this, which, granted, I understand. I, I do understand. I can, I can see this, this situation from a lot of different angles, and I understand feeling some type of way being in your feelings because uh, you're a rookie, you're a young guy, and you're rookie, you're still in your rookie deal. Um, and you've grown accustomed to being in the city of bright lights and, and you know, all of the Los Angeles lore. And you envision calling this place home and being a part of the rebuild. Uh, but at the same time, it is a business. And you, uh, you understand that the team is going to do what's best for the team. And the reason they're making this move and trading you is because they have a chance to get one of the top five players in the league, period. Um, so they're not, they're not trading you for, a, like on a semi-pro washing machine, right? They're trading you for one of the top players in the league. Um, 
And uh, during the whole trade speculation, the young Lakers played terrible. Oh my gosh, they played so bad. Um, yeah, they really didn't play good at all. They weren't scoring the ball efficiently, effectively. Uh, they weren't winning games. Uh, during that same time period, LeBron James was injured for, I believe, 17 games with a groin injury. That happened uh, on Christmas Day against the Warriors. And at that time, they were currently in the fourth spot in the West, I believe. Um, that that was tough. Uh, I don't think uh, the, the Lakers were prepared to... Uh, to go on without King James. And that's where I believe the door was open for the Lakers to pursue uh, an all-star player and try to make these trades. If these young guys had stepped up and seized the moment, who knows what conversation would happen. Uh, but they, they didn't win. They went on a very bad stretch of games and they dropped from fourth in the west to oh please forgive me fourth in the west to uh, out of playoff contention uh, so they, they definitely dug themselves a very deep hole and uh, weren't prepared to get out of it at all uh, and so when LeBron came back to the team uh, they've been, it's been an uphill battle that they haven't helped themselves with um, because people's, like I said, feelings were hurt, they were feeling some type of way, and uh, they just weren't playing as a team or as a unit. Now, a lot of scrutiny's been on LeBron James. People are saying he hasn't been the kind of leader he should be. He hasn't stepped into this role and galvanized these young players to, to like, rally the troops and have them play for him and, and play hard. Um... That's, that's debatable. That's debatable. Um, I, I do, as a LeBron James fan, I do wish sometimes uh, that he would take over a little more. But uh, I think post groin injury, he has still looked rusty. Um, whew, excuse me. Because he is such a talented player. Um, he, he can do moves on certain possessions that will literally have you forgetting uh, that he is hurt or that he just recently is recovering from a groin injury. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a groin injury, uh, but those injuries are significant. Oh, yeah. They compromise your ability to move uh, heavily. So, with that being the case, I, I don't think LeBron's playing at full strength. I think he might be at 85%. Um, which is why when he activated playoff mode, it wasn't impressive. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Um... So we will definitely see how the rest of the season plays out. Um, what do they do? Does Luke Walton sit LeBron? Does he manage his minutes? 
does he does he shake up the lineup and do things differently? I, I really have no clue because honestly, Luke Walton ain't been all that great uh, for this particular situation. Uh, granted, LeBron coming to the Lakers this summer changed the Lakers completely. Uh, they were in a position where they were trying to uh, grow and let these uh, draft picks mature. LeBron shows up and it immediately becomes win now mode. Uh, you were letting Luke Walton, you know, continue to get his feet wet and grow as an NBA coach because they honestly felt like they didn't have a chance to do anything in the West. LeBron shows up and yo, you gotta get this team to the playoffs and make some wins. Walton and uh, it didn't work out that way. Um, I don't think it's easy to coach LeBron James. I think that it could be potentially tough, but LeBron's never, and check his resume, check his resume for the coaches he's had. He's never had that um, strong, iconic figure. He had Pat Riley in Miami, but Pat Riley was in the front office. So that would be the, the issue there is that he's never had a coach who really knew what he was doing, honestly. I mean, a lot of people can say, look at Eric Spolster, he did so great. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't have the, the Phil Jackson type, right? Oh, excuse me, guys, a little, a little tired, a little tired. Sorry about all this yawning. Uh, but the guys who he's in that, that GOAT comparison with your Kobe's and Michael's. Uh, Michael had Phil Jackson. He actually grew up with Phil Jackson and he had Tex Winters, who is the architect of the triangle. Then when Phil goes to Los Angeles, guess who he has out there with him? Tex Winters, Kobe and Shaq. Success, 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 right? Um, so... LeBron's had a collection of guys who you knew nothing about before LeBron got there, and you ain't heard nothing from them since LeBron left there. Uh, I'd say Eric Spolster is probably the questionable outlier because he is having a pretty good season down in Miami with the collection of guys they have. But I would tend to lead that more towards uh, Pat Riley's abilities to, to do a pretty good job of being a GM. And, um, and getting the right talent with that Miami culture that Dwayne Wade has created Wade County. But back to the Lakers. So, so these last, what is it, roughly 17 games of the season, uh, we'll see what the Lakers do. It, it is going to be interesting uh, because they're definitely in a spot where No one outside of that locker room knows what's going on. Uh, you have a, a healthy, semi-healthy LeBron James, uh, but the rest of the players are falling apart. I believe Brendan, uh, Brandon Ingram's out currently with a shoulder issue. 
Lonzo Ball still sideline with his ankle issue. Kyle Kuzma just went down with some leg issue. Uh, so they're, they're running out of bodies, really. So they're going pretty deep on that bench to, to get certain guys into the game. Uh, but it's definitely going to be interesting. As as Herm Edwards said, this is why we play the game. Um, I definitely, I'm not counting LeBron James out because he is, he is the greatest player, in my opinion, of this era. And um, he has shown that he can turn water into wine, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and yes, this is the Western Conference and things are different, but uh, I'm not going to bet against the King just yet. Uh, I'm definitely going to rock with him and, and see what happens. But uh, we'll definitely keep our eyes glued to the League Pass, TNT, NBA TV, ESPN. And we'll be checking out these games and, and definitely looking to see what's going on. All right. It's your boy Jack Spade. Woo! I love this game.